Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast. I think this is podcast number 108, and uh, Spartan just came off of a huge one nothing victory, but in typical Spartan fashion, it was sufrido as fuck. Let me go straight to my co-hosts, as always, starting off with my man, Steph. Steph, what's up, bro? Like you said, fui sufrido as fuck, and uh, I was freaking out, but we pulled it off um, amazingly. Um, I mean, Ug Miguel, the referee, I gotta, I gotta give him kudos. He used the VAR when he was supposed to. Uh, and for that, you know, uh, I say bravo and, uh, and, uh, we'll talk about it in more detail. Facts, facts. We're also joined by my man, Christian. Christian, what's good, bro? I, uh, slightly rattled. I was fully expecting that. I expect every single game. I mean, like, they've all been like this for months, right? They're not just going to stop, right? So, another one. Got the dub this time. And, uh, yeah, I got out of the rut. Uh, thank God. Uh, so, now, I mean, now we just kind of kick back and re- relax this weekend and see what happens. So, yeah, feels good to be in that position again. Facts, facts. And last but not least, the return Long-awaited return of our man, Nando. Nando, what's good, bro? We missed you, man. Nandingo. Thank you. Thank you. I missed you guys, man. I missed you guys. Look, the barba's still here. I'm not shaving it till we win. I'm not shaving it till we win. Uh, man, are we are we not holding on to our loins? Like, are we not literally holding on to them, man? Get ready. This is going to be every single game the rest of the way. So, got the dub. That's important. My loins are a little achy, but, hey, it's a necessary mm. sacrifice. I'll tell you another body part that's a little achy after this game, but uh, we'll, we'll keep it PG on this one. <laughs> Let me, uh, let's start straight with the game since it's fresh off our minds. Um, I'll go with our starting 11. Let me just pull it up here real quick. We had uh, Adan Annette, Inasiu Kwach, and Matheus Reis in the back line. Uh, Poru, Nuno Mendes as wingbacks. We had Pelinha, Bragança, João Mario in the midfield with Paulinho and Pot, our savior, our lord and savior, Pot up top. Um, Steph, I'll start off with you first, bro. What were your thoughts on this game, man? Well, I don't even know where to begin. Um, uh, Ferenc actually uh, begun the game better than Sporting. They uh, they pressured a high block, uh, which I think was uh, against the predictions of uh, Ruben Emurin because he was expecting a low block. Uh, but um, Jorge Costa, uh, being the, the coach at the to me, so far, what I've seen from George Costa, he's a good coach. Um, today, they lost. They didn't deserve to lose. I'm going to say straight out, they deserved at least a tie. Of course, I'm glad the Sporting won. I'm going to, you know, admit that to that too. Um, but they've been playing well the last three games uh, against Braga. They didn't deserve to to lose as well against Maritim. They didn't deserve to lose as well. Um, but you know. It, it it's it sucks for Ferenc because it's it's uh it's a filial the sporting number two I believe, um, and um, I feel for them because they've been playing g- uh, good enough to actually be in a better position. They have a good team, but they can they can put the ball away. But you know, coming back to today's game, it was a very rough game, very rough game. Um, uh, but we won the raza, like we say it all the time. A good goal by Pot again, Pot. Uh, he's the best uh, scorer of uh, the Portuguese league again with uh, 17 goals, one more than uh, Stefanovic. Um, 
but overall, it, it was a hard-fought game in the midfield. Um, I applaud Ferenc. Um, uh, I then deserved to be the, the, the MVP of the game because he pulled some amazing saves, amazing saves. And he cupped us in the game, and he's the one, basically, uh, that gave us the three points of today. Um, so overall, the game was very divided by both teams. Um, they could have scored. They had some great opportunities, and that's why Evan won the uh, the, the play, uh, the, the match of the men. Um, also, very disappointed, and I hate to say it this way, but I have to I have to say it. There's no other way to to sugarcoat it. But very disappointed with Paulinho. Uh, I mean, one play, uh, I forget exactly what minute, but when he should have taken the shot, he wants to assist Jean Mario. That's not what we got you, buddy. We got you to finish those plays. We paid 16 mil so you can finish those plays. You should have taken the shot. You should have taken the shot and buried that the, the second goal. That really, really, really upsets me. Uh, then Jean Mario gives him a perfect ball inside the box, and Beto he saved. What a great save, of course. But the goal is so big, and and when you lack of confidence, what do you do? You you kick it in the middle of the goal because that's a sure goal if it goes in. He had to pick an angle and and scored and scored that goal, and he didn't, and that that put the Sporting you know on the edge, uh, and and until the end, most of us and I know the Sporting Eastern Assam, everyone was he came across our minds. Oh, oh they're going to tie again. They're going to tie again, and it was just a, a few seconds away from happening. A goal disallowed, the VAR intervene 80 centimeters. That was an offside. Great. A PK could have been called against us, and we'll talk about that. I'm pretty sure Denny will bring it up, so those specific plays. But overall, very shaky win, but that's how champions are made. It's the tough games like today. Finance is not a shitty team. They play well. They deserve to stay in the first league, and I hope they really do. Uh, because, you know, they, they have good quality team, good coach, good players. Uh, but, you know, tough win, but we deserve to win today. Uh, but Paulinho has to wake up and smell the coffee because if we tie today, the, 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 the tie would have been on him. Um, and and that, that's really all I got to say. It's the big disappointment for me. The non-MVP, the non-MVP is Paulinho. We got him for $60 million. Scored those fucking goals, buddy. That's why we paid 60 millions. So you can score those goals. Then might as well keep Sporad. Or get Luis Flip from the B team. Uh, we have plenty of people that knows how to miss goals. We need someone that knows how to score goals. God damn it. I would have loved to know what Luis Philippe would have done with that situation that pulling you passed on. He probably lit a shot. I don't think it would have gone in, but he probably would have at least. But even if he had missed, at least we know we didn't score. Yeah. <laughs> Cloudy. Now exactly. we'll never know. Now we'll never know what would have happened. That was, I was very disappointed. Like, fuck, this is when you have to be selfish and take the shot. Don't give it to Jean Mario. Ah, merda. It really got me stressed out because. We, we thought Sporting is going to spend 60 million on Punta Lança do caralho, né? Foda, esse um Punta Lança que vai resolver os nossos problemas. When he has a chance to solve our problems, he creates more problems. Ah, puta que puta. It makes us take a guy like Bas Dost, for example, for granted, you know? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Baz Dost did do the same thing towards like the latter stages. Oh, where for he'd sure. Be on a goal and he just try to pass it. Oh, yeah. But it started. I mean, when it was good, it was pretty good, right? Yeah, Maybe it's true. coming for pulling you. Maybe it's coming. Those days lie ahead, I hope. I hope. Well, he's got seven uh, games left. Yeah. <laughs> Next Cor- and correct me, correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong. He has the same amount of goals for Sporting that Borja has for Braga. <laughs> <laughs> we could have kept Borja, bro. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Nando, let me pass it off to you, bro. What were your Pedro, Pedro Marques. Pedro Marques. Pedro Marques. That's true, bro. Yeah. Kid, Kid's playing amazing as you'll be sent. What did he win today, by the way? He won uh, an award. League Young Player of the Month of March. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm going to pretty much go off and say that I think we're all going to, for the most part, agree with each other and say pretty much all the same sentiments. Um, we won. That's all that matters, right? The win, especially finally getting the game before Porto to put the pressure on Porto. Now we can sit back. I mean, that makes a huge difference. Um, it's been really bugging me that Porto, even on short days of rest, are coming out playing before us building momentum after momentum and then sporting with this young squad has to sit back and react to a Porto win, to a Befico win and so forth. So I'm glad we got the win. Um, I'm not really happy with anything other than the fact that Adan was the man of the match. It was incredible at goal. He had one or two little shakiness at the end there, um, but he was by far the man of the match. He did what he needed to do. He did more than what he needed to do, saved us the win, kept us in the game. Um, now, from the point of view of how we performed, I think we still leave a lot to desire. We're going on, <clears throat> I don't know how many games in a row now, but it's either 1-1s or 1-0s for Sporting. And the issue of us scoring goals, the issue of us scoring goals like Steph just went through from the striker position, the one that we just spent a lot of money on is still not resolved. It's far from being resolved. Um it, it, it irks me, man. It annoys me because the way of Sporting winning with Rasa, right? That's a Sporting DNA staple. That only gets you so many wins. That only gets you so far. At some point, individual talent has to take over. Collective talent, I still feel like we have. But individual talent, when we need a certain player to take over, when we need a certain player to just be out of this world for three to four to five minutes, to discriminate o jogo, to create, to force the other coach to adapt and to make subs that they didn't want to make. That's where I'm concerned with Sporting going the rest of the season. That's where I've been concerned with Sporting coming back three to four games now. Um, and I think we saw it again this game. Um, Farins definitely should have left with at least a point. Steph mentioned that very clear at the beginning. Of course, we're all happy that we won, but a fair result would have been a tie, 100%. Um, you know, there's going to be some goals or some moments of the games we'll discuss later, but a tie would have been the fair result. Sporting is coming off of what I think Ruben Amorim said yesterday or the day before yesterday that we can expect a much better performance coming out of Sporting. And I think, uh, especially after saying that, and Ruben Amorim has been pretty much five stars when it comes to press conferences and such, um, we did not have a much better performance, in my opinion. We did not suddenly play lights out. We in my opinion, honestly, we just continued the same rhythm and the same kind of hoping we get that goal and we sit back and react. Sporting can't be doing that. That's what's going to get us scored on in the last five to ten minutes of a game. That's what's going to get us beat. Now, I know this sounds all negative because at the end of the day we won. However, we still keep the six points up, but it's not something to like necessarily build off of and go forward, and that's my concern. We were all stressed. We were all anxious. At the end of the day, the win is what matters. Pressure is on Porto, so let's you know, enjoy the win and, and see how we do going forward because 
we got a Clásico coming up in a few games. Um, but in terms of the performance um, and what I saw from the team, I didn't see an immediate response that I expected and hoped to see coming off of two straight ties. But a win is a win, and champions win games like these. So let's get that dub and let's keep it moving. That's facts. That's facts. No, let me just also in, in, like say in today where you know maybe we could have drawn in other games where we've drawn we could have won. You know, I, I think back to the family count game, Mudeiris. <laughs> Uh, I don't think we deserve to lose that game or tie that game. So hopefully this is the universe balancing itself out. But I 100% feel you in. No, sure. 100, 100% it's going to be a balance out. I mean, we've won games this year past the 90th minute that we <laughs> haven't won. If the universe is going to balance out, then uh, buckle up because I still feel like we're <laughs> a lot. Of, ride. <laughs> we have a lot of grace to the good still at this point, man. We're undefeated. We haven't lost a single fucking game. <laughs> I know. True. I know. By the way, that's a good point, Chris. <laughs> this we made history today with uh, 27 games without losing. That's the most ever in the sporting history. That's uh. That's I mean, it's, hey. I mean, dude. I mean, we could. I mean, in theory, right? They could be invincibles, right? This season, I don't. I don't care about that, right? But You're let's just win, no. let's just say if there's a loss in the next couple games, it's gonna make the contest a lot pretty complicated right so let's hope that they are invincibles right fox fox christian though what were your thoughts on this game yeah i mean i was just gonna say what you said like uh i thought that we were kind of unlucky to have drawn our at least both of them should have probably won at least one if not both of those games and we're deserved winners just based on the game itself even if it wasn't anything spectacular but this game yeah fedence definitely came to play they were fired up they're pressing high they were ma causing mistakes, um, creating chances in the first half. Like, I mean, I, it, I mean, you just knew from, you know, watching those first 10, 15 minutes that it was going to be a tough game. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think we're definitely fortunate. We're fortunate winners, right? I mean, at this point, all we care about is just grinding out the wins. doesn't matter how. Um, this one was definitely very sketchy. The first game against them, they – I, at Alvalad, we only won because of that. I think it was a good call, PK, but it was very tough. I mean, a harsh for them at that time, too. To, to, I guess that's kind of the story of their season is their, uh, it's just filled with moral victories of games they could have won or almost won or points they dropped. But in the end, it's like it's resulted in, I think, five, five wins, six losses, and now 15, 15 or five, five wins, six draws, 15 losses now. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's harsh. It's unlucky for them, but uh, yeah, Sporting just kind of kept their 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 misery season going. And I mean, I don't know what what more else there is to say than just thank God. <laughs> Facts. Um, yeah, let's go straight into the cases. There's a few of them. Uh, starting off in the fifteenth, in the twenty first minute, I should say, a potential penalty shout uh, for Fudis. Uh, where Abner kind of collides with Kowats. Christian, I'll ask you first. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? You think they could have gotten a penalty? Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought they could have gotten a penalty. I don't think it should have been. I think it's the right, it's a good no call. Uh, Abner, Abner's looking for it. He's fishing for the PK. Kowats pulls up, clearly stops, and Abner leans into him and kind of initiates the contact and then goes down. But, I mean, there there is contact there, definitely. But I think it is initiated by Abner, so good no call um, by the referee. But 
that stuff like that can trick a lot of refs. So, <laughs> facts. And and in watching it in real time, well, in real time, I watched the highlight. But at, my, at first glance, that looked pretty. That mm-hmm. looked like a stone cold penalty. Uh, what what were your thoughts, Nando? Uh, am I muted? Or can you guys hear me? You're, you're good. good. You're good. Cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a penalty kick. Um, I've seen that getting called tons of times, just like you guys have. Um, I'm okay. It's hard to say because I'm okay with it going either or, but I legit thought to myself, okay, that's penalty kick. Thomas Fulides, they're going to score. Uh, like Christian just said, he did slow down and he did hit player more than he hit ball. I don't even think he touches the ball at all or very little. Um, I'm okay if it would have been called a penalty kick. I wasn't going to sit back and just complain about the ref and not that. So it is what it is. I've seen penalty kicks be called for a lot less. We've all seen it. We're going to say it over and over again. Surprised he didn't call it though. Um, I'll be upfront about that. Um, but I thought it was penalty. I think this PK shot's gonna be forgotten in in history in the shadow of its cousin, the other PK shout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we'll get to that in a sec. But Steph, do you? Uh, it's one one right now. What are your thoughts? Quatch deserve to uh, see a penalty there. No, the the, the play the play with Quatch when he he uh, he kind of. Stopped? Is that the play we're talking about? That's the first yeah. one. Yeah. yeah first no, no, of course not. That's not a PK because um, uh, the the I don't know if you guys spend your time uh, uh, like after the game is over. If you watch the commentators talk about the dangerous plays, it was Luis Final uh, on Sporting TV. So they break it down quite well, and then they have one guy all he does is is go back and forth with the he has a little wheel like there's a little button he goes back and forth with the replay and then he showed that and then and then the 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 commentator is actually an ex referee and he, he he shows every move of every second of each player and and basically their intention uh, about that specific play and you could see clearly that the the striker from uh, from Ferenc, um, he he was his, his momentum was going forward, and Kowatis realizes it, and he stopped and he goes like this, and the the forward the striker is the one that goes against Kowatis, so that's not a PK at all. That was an excellent good call, an excellent job at the VAR. Two thumbs two thumbs up on that play. Yeah, I actually agree with that as well. Like he, um, I, I agree. And then the one looking for contact was uh, Abner. I, yep. I agree with that one. Yeah. So that's 3-1. Uh, so no penalty. Sorry, Nando. Uh, <laughs> next one. Next one, though. That's This is the real one that, that Christian was alluding to. Um, what minute was it? The 40... 43rd uh, minute, yeah, the 43rd yeah, yeah. minute. Yeah. Tomas Tavares, I don't know if he's still a Benfica product. I yeah. think he's just on yeah. loan. Just on he's loan, right? Just on the loan, yep. Not allowed. Not allowed. Youngsters yeah. that aren't Brazilian are not allowed on George Zuzic's team. No. Real. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one, though, uh, I, I, I said it in the group chat. I'm already going to voice it. I think this one's a clear pen. Well, not a clear pen, but this one's... Uh, uh, no, fuck it. A clear pen. Um, Nunu Manjuan doesn't contact the ball, and he does get a bit of his foot. Not a lot of it, but enough for it to to be a foul. In my eyes, I think Finance was hard done by here to not see a penalty. Um, Steph, I'll start with you, though. What were your thoughts on that one? 
again, and and Jewish final, the the uh, the the ex referee now commentator, he was divided. He, he said he understands why it wasn't called because when you see the play in slow motion and they break it down to into segments, so you see Tavares getting to the ball first, but at one point you see each other's uh, the players. Uh, in this case, Tavares and Nunez going for the ball together, and you see their feet kind of going at the same time to the ball, and then he clips him. He glazes him, like Chris likes to say. He glazes him, and and you know, and then as soon as he feels the contact, Tavares, for si estava numa piscina olímpica com pela seleção portuguesa de natação. I was like, holy shit, what a dive! Uh, you know, and I think that's why he didn't get the PK because it affected so much that the VAR said, for this, this guy's in the wrong sport. Uh, and I think that's why he didn't get the PK. But the same referee, the same commentator, he, he says it also in the final, it could have been a PK. And I agree with him. If, if they called it a PK, me personally, I wouldn't have been upset. I would have said... Yeah. It was a 50-50 call. It, it, mm. went our, it went our way this time. But last time for the haters, because I know some haters listen to our podcast. I know that for a fact. So, and good. Listen to our podcast. We appreciate that. But for the haters, uh, at Mureirens, they disallowed a goal and at Family Count. They disallowed a goal at home at Family Count the, on the first, uh, on the, in the Primera Volta. They canceled a goal against Family Count against Quats that shouldn't have been canceled. And they disallowed a goal against Murenense by two centimeters. Two. Are you fucking nuts? Two centimeters? Are you kidding kidding me? In in the Netherlands, they have a buffer. I think it's 10 centimeters. Anything yeah. below that, it's not canceled. Only only in Portugal, no 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 país do, do Portugal dos pequeninos que temos. <laughs> we know we never evolve in Portugal. We're always the last ones to decide something. We could never be the, be the pioneers and say, "Hey, that's a great idea. Let's do it too." Because corruption is still very much alive in our Portuguese league, and I hate to say it, but you know why don't we adopt the same rule as in the Netherlands? And I think Belgium too has the same rule because it's not interesting for for the corruption. The VAR, like Bruno Carvalho said in our own podcast only came about because of a lot of pressure was applied to it. Because if it was up to the Presidente of Tração and the Liga, o Pedro Proença, it would still not be in Portugal. The VAR is not that uh, popular in Portugal. It was forced upon us to take it. Because uh, the, the corruption that lives in Portugal still doesn't want the VAR. It was like shoved into their throat. And now they have to live with it. But this 10 centimeter rule that should be applied in the Portuguese league, it's going to take a while. I'll give it a couple more years or maybe never. Who the fuck knows? But yeah, this PK, it could have gone either way. And if it would have been called against us, me being the person that I am, I know how to watch football, I would have been okay with it. And mm -hmm. we got lucky with that call. We got very lucky. I thought for sure they were going to call it. I'm going to be honest. Me too. Uh, Nando? Uh, 50-50 call. I agree 100% with what Steph is saying. However, I think that it's not a penalty for the fact that, like you mentioned, Ilinquidios, he completely goes ahead, and I just rewatched it right now on Twitter. I'm going to pull it back up, but he literally extends his right leg forward 
and kind of almost shoves his ass out yeah, in yeah. hopes to uh, in hopes that if something were to happen, it yeah. happened. Yeah. So he was playing the ref more than he was playing the ball, in my opinion. And he the VAR sure. and the VAR saw that, and that's why they canceled. They said no, that's not PK. It's uh, I, the the PK wasn't called because of Tavares. He 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 sold it too much. Yeah. Facts, facts, Christian. Ain't that right? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing about <laughs> here's the thing about this one that, that 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 makes it even crazier to me is that I think it's worse in real time than it is in replay. It really looks like he stomps on him worse and harder, and the the clearly gets there first, and then he 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 clearly like cleats him in the ankle, and then he goes down, and it's like if he calls that on the field in real time. There's not going to be enough evidence there to overturn that, so th that's going to stand if he calls it. So, from the angle that he had, which is the same, basically the same the angle that the TV viewer had, which was like looking ahead at it, I I do not know how he didn't call that. I, I guess good for him because you 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 can say that 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 Tavares is looking for the contact and extending his leg. But at the same time, he's doing that because he's getting there first, and he knows that Nunu Menz is like really recklessly pursuing him in the box, and he feels the the step on the foot, and he goes down. So I think it's a PK. I I Loki think it's a miracle that, that I, I like it's the point you just made about the evidence on the field, right? That we need in order to overturn a call. I highly doubt that the referee went along the lines. I don't think our referees in Portugal are capable to think that far ahead and go, well, if I call this a PK, then I have to go with the call if there's not enough evidence to overturn well, it. Well, I guess the way that they look at it is I'm not going to call it, and then if it is to be called, they'll tell me. Which because makes, it's, because which, it's when that you look at it, When you look at it that way, it, it gets more scrutinized. Did he initiate the contact? It's less of, did he get stamped on, yes or no? Yes, PK, yeah. no, no, PK. He did and get that's, that's, right? So, yeah, just, and, that's, just, and that's smart on Hugo Miguel. You know why, Chris? Because the pressure is, is off him on the news. It's on the VAR. Uh, yeah, know. it's on the VAR. So now he's throwing the pressure on the VAR. Fuck it. Then The next day, the ball on the record, his name's not going to show up. They're going to blame the VAR canceled the goal. The VAR said no PK. It won't be Hugo Miguel. So mm -hmm. that's a smart move by Hugo Miguel. That's a smart referee. I mean, that's how they do the offsides, too, usually, right? They let it play out, see what happens, and then they'll flag it if they thought it was. Exactly. Um, but but that's why we need, need at least the fucking the audio of it, I think. At yeah. Least, to to yeah, hear at least what's going on. Because yeah, the, yeah, the, no, he didn't even, we're gonna, he totally not even take a look at this one. So you yeah, love to hear the audio. No, I, he didn't take a look at any but which, of which, no. Okay, no. but let, let me ask you something. Which league allows the audio? None. Okay. Australian. 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 Yeah. So you think you, you you think again? You think Portugal would be one of the first <laughs> leagues to do it? <laughs> no, the yeah. other seven no. leagues would have to do it. No. Portugal, Portugal, Portugal would release like no. Braille after <laughs> the fact and see if someone can figure it out. In 2050, that's when they release it, when we're about to die and shit. Yeah, it's like yeah. the government, right? It's classified for 50 years. Yeah. And then after 50 years, they release it. And then when no one cares, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Listen, there's not, there's not another Kauzu to really talk about. A, um, there's uh, Ryan Gold maybe, you know, pulling, out, pulling his bum out, you know, listening to Peaches or something, twerking on uh, – 
and I think it was Nunu Mins in the box. That's a clear no penalty. The only really other talking point on this game is uh, what Nunu Gabriel asked, what, we, what we've sort of been alluding to as well. Um, thoughts about Pauling's performance today? I have to admit that it's getting harder and harder to defend the man. The one play where he should have shot on goal, he passes it to the side, FML. I mean, I think we all we all kind of shared our sentiments as well, but we got to go with this. I mean, first there was a, a – before we scored – um, I know it wasn't Palingu, but Betu with a huge save on Kwach with a header. And then in the second half, um, I think it was uh, João Mario squares it to, to Palingu. He has a whole corner open and he decides to shoot it. I believe Betu saved it with his face. Yeah, um, quick shout-out to Sportingista Betu. You know, uh, I just want to quickly say this. You know, our yeah, rivals... I felt bad for him in the post-game interview, man. He's like... I didn't hear it. He's yeah. just like saying that they've been grinding and just come up short, even though they play good in like every game. Yeah, it's just like, and it's damn. true, and it's true. But <laughs> kind of, they quickly, kind of, what I was gonna—they kind of put him on the spot, though. They kind yeah, of, no, oh, for yeah, because sure. he just got back from uh, Les Chouins or what it was, right? No, they yeah. said they said they said that oh, you, you are a Sportingista, and then he had to say yeah, but now at this point in time, that doesn't matter. I want Ferenc to get out of the situation we're in. Exactly, and on that point, and on that point. Um, Sportingista, he's admitted it himself. I think he was he was on Sporting one. Not I think I listened to it. He was on Sporting one sixty, yeah, admitting he he's a Sportingista and 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 showing his Sportingismo. And the game he had today, meu Deus do céu! <laughs> but you know our rivals Benfica, they have Andre Moreira that plays for Bilinis. That when he tries to save a goal or, or, or a shot, man, he puts his arms to the side and hopes his face gets in the way. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's it's rough. It's rough being a Sportingista sometimes. So I just want to quickly shout out. To, uh, Betu, before we get into Paulinho, um, Christian, what what are your thoughts on this? There's been a lot of talk about Paulinho since we bought him. Of course, he was injured for a bit, but I mean, he's not firing at all cylinders. He's not he's not hitting the levels that we expect, right? No, no, he definitely isn't. I mean, I think that a, some of the critiques are a little bit too harsh, right? Because I do think that he puts in work defensively, and I think that like. His, like, you know, tackles per game, if you look at it compared to other forwards, even Thiago Dumas, other forwards that we've had, like, I think his numbers there are, are, are worth, like, you know, a, a modest tip of the hat. Um, I do think that he, he, he does, he has had a couple assists for us, right? He almost had a couple today. I think the, the goal actually came from him heading it first and then hit the defender, went to Pedro Gonçalves. I mean, I, I don't know what why he wants to be a, like he forces himself to be like a link up man too much, especially on this incident that that Nuno Gabriel's talking about. Like, I don't know how a striker like that doesn't want to just you know rip that one. It's like a striker's dream. You know, it's against the run of play. You know, on the counter, three on two, right to you, bro. Rip it, and he tries to. Thread the needle, you know, sweaty goal, them like on a threading the needle passage. Romadio, it's wild. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, right? You, it's like you would think the confidence thing is gone, right? Because he did score, right? So he got the, that monkey off his back. So I, I don't know. He's clearly not firing on all cylinders, but right, the the man who who came in and only only played twenty minutes today. It's like we know we can get from him up top, right? It's not anything you know, spectacular either, I feel like. So, I mean, you, he has, you got no choice to just kind of keep riding with the, your big transfer. But I mean, 
Rough, rough go for 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 sure. Facts, Nando. Your overall thoughts on not only today but overall performance of, of Paul Lingle, You know, it's it's not what we paid sixteen million for. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> we paid sixteen million for him to score, for him to score point blank. Period. The only t- the only way that I think that us Sporting Geese, I'll speak. Um, for me, for myself at this point, the only way I would say, okay, he's worth the 16 million at this point, or even half of that is if he had like a stupid amount of assists and, you know, we were firing at all cylinders and winning games and they were clear, like, look at Paulinho with another incredible assist. Look at Paulinho with another incredible assist, like over and over and over again. That's not happening. That won't happen. Um, Christian just said it. He has to rip that. He can't not rip that. Not, I'm I'm sitting back thinking to myself, like, if he doesn't shoot, he's going to be crucified. If he shoots, at least we're going to say, oh, he shot it. You know, he's just confidence levels not there. But this is clear indication that he's nervous. He's scared. He's worried. He's stressed. I don't know. And what's been pissing me off from the get-go is I remember before we bought Paulinho, we would all have this podcast. We're all talking about, is he worth the money? Is he not worth the money? We need a striker. Should we get him? Should we not get him? Should we keep and use who we have? And I think that once it became official, I think a lot of Sporting Geese's or the majority of Sporting Geese's, Nuno Gabriel in particular, I correspond with him a lot on Twitter. Uh, I think a lot of Sporting Geese's felt like, fuck, if we don't support him wholeheartedly, we're just another anti Varandas. We're just going to continue that narrative that we don't want to support and stand with the players that Ugvian and Varandas brought in. So, the like he said right here, it's getting harder and harder to defend the man. I mean, so, most of their other sign, right? He's he's probably the signing that has underperformed the most out of Jamal, all of the signings. No, yeah, for a fact, not only has he underperformed, all the, the other most, signings most expensive. Yeah. He's most expensive. Sporting created this bullshit. Uh, target goal for him by paying what they paid for him. When you start by by literally paying $16 million or euros, whatever, for this dude, you're forcing this guy to have to live up to a hell of a lot of expectations. So whether Sporting and Ruben Mourinho or whatever are talking to him in the back in the locker room and saying, hey, Paulinho, keep your head up and focus on helping the team win, he, I'm sure, subconsciously is thinking, fuck, like they spent so much money on me. And he's not all there. And the fact that he's not all there, I think we've all at some point, you know, listening to your guys' Twitter tweets and podcasts where I haven't been able to be on, we all have said at some point that probably Tiago Tomaj would be a better fit for both the circulation of the ball, scoring chances, team um, just cohesiveness and stuff. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know what there is left to do, but it's almost like we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You pull him now and you start benching him. You're fucking his confidence. You got to do it like high school goalies where you decide before the game, right? You get the first yeah. half, you get the second Yeah, exactly. Half and- you do because if you bench him right now, you're telling him, you know, we're, we can't keep going with you until you figure it out. You keep starting him right now and you run the risk of wasting a sub, maybe making a sub or a change way too late into a game, bringing in the Octomage when the game isn't really rolling the way it needs to be. And you're just asking for a lot of moving pieces to suddenly start clicking and move together during a game. And you have a whole week to practice or a couple days before game. So I think Sporting is in between a, a Ruben Amorim is between uh, a rock and a hard place, and Paulinho is not living up to anyone's expectations. I can't imagine there's a single Sporting East out there right now going, 
Yep. No, man, I, I love the dude. He's, he's doing a phenomenal job and let's keep, let's keep buying his jerseys and, and, and let's keep uh, plotting them. Let's make a chant next. Yeah, no, Fox and, and, and quick. Everyone on this podcast has admitted Tiago Tomaz has uh, done all of that except for Sam, of course. Well, no, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I still don't like Tiago Tomaz either. <laughs> and I, I, I've been saying that for quite a while. No, facts, But Tiago no. Tomaz at least didn't fucking cost the $16 million, my dude. At the exactly, end of the day, yeah. Tiago Tomaz could be asked. Like, I, I, I'll say this for the last no, time. No, he Tomas can be, choke and take a terrible first Thank you. And miss the Thank greatest, you. the best, the best and chance of the last Literally, game. he could be horrible for the rest ten, of his career. And he's still 10 years younger, too. Yeah, but he's still $16 and and it wasn't from Braga where we had to suck off fucking Salvador one more time. So Tiago Tomas will not ever be hated or disliked or anything in regards to if Paulinho just fucks this up going forward forever. No, facts, facts. I didn't want to bring up. I was just making a joke about Sam anyways. But, oh, I know. Uh, Steph, uh, what, what were your thoughts on Paulinho? I think it's like a, a, a consensus here. Yes, it is a consensus. I mean, of course, I believe in his qualities. Let's, let's not be foolish and, and uh, you know, make any worse decisions. Uh, he's, he is a good striker. He's a good player. We all know that. The problem is uh, the jersey is different now. This jersey uh, carries a lot more weight than the one from Braga. Because Braga, uh, as much as uh, you know, I respect Braga fans, the Braga fans, I'm not talking to Braga and another club, the Braga fans. That's, that's uh, a big difference. You're right. That's Braga. a big difference. In uh, first. I mean, if we were floundering against Braga for third or fourth, it's be different too, but it's like, bro, we need yeah. you to score so we can be champions for the first exactly. time in 20 years. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's a big ask, right? It's, it's, it's a big difference when you play for a club that's expected to win the championship this year, because if let's be clear, if we do not win this championship this year, it's going to be a, a huge disappointment in the sporting nation, a huge disappointment because we've been leading the league from the get-go, if not from the get-go, close to the get-go. And losing it now at the end, it's going to be tough on all of us. It's tough to um, come back from, too. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be like, I don't know if I can do next season. Yeah, Seriously. facts, bro. Facts. You know? I mean, following up a title season is, is very difficult. But responding after losing in, de- in devastating fashion is very difficult in a different way. <laughs> I, think, I think we'll all just emotionally and spiritually just <laughs> not be all yeah. about that, bro. So so coming back to Paulinho, and I'm going to wrap it up. Paulinho and Braga, if he scored, he scored. If he didn't score, he didn't score. It was not that much pressure. Uh, the, the only pressure at Braga is you have to qualify at least for the European mm-hmm. League. But uh, Braga is not expected to win the, the, the Portuguese League at all. As, as, as much as I hate to say it, no one is expecting Braga to win. No one will expect Braga to win unless they can pull a performance or a season where they get close to the 27th, 28th round or 29th or 30th round and he's still in first place or fighting for the first place. Yeah, like that year they did with... They, uh, had, they were before. That, they had one season specifically. Yeah, that one season. yeah, yeah they, they yeah. played Porto in the Europa League final. But that's... Yeah. But like... Yeah. like like um, Steph just said, but that's so far and few in between that I, I never fucking consider Braga a threat. I won't consider him next year. I'm sure neither of you guys will either. They'll just be a nuisance, an annoying exactly. club that we got to respect because, you, you know, they're tough opponent, but not from the fact that they're one more team to take a title exactly. away from us. Exactly. So, so Paulinho playing at Sporting, he's feeling that pressure now. He's feeling the pressure that uh, our fan base is much bigger than the Braga fan base. And he's feeling that, oh, shit, if I screw up, everything's going to fall on me. And it is falling on him. And the only person that can help him, it's himself. 
He has to put yeah. the ball away. There's no other way for him to. There's no therapist that can help him. I mean, Ruben Amorim pulls the tudo strange. Shoot or caralho da bola. Shoot or caralho da bola. And when the game day, when when he comes and he doesn't take the shot, there's nothing Ruben Amorim can do. He's got to take That's the true. shot. Like Nando said, yeah. if he took the <laughs> shot and he missed it, we would have been like, okay, he, he gave it a shot. But he didn't even take the goddamn shot because, like Nando said, he's so nervous. So, so he's full of anxiety that he preferred to assist. But that was a shot to take. And I... You know, anyway, I've said that. And I feel bad. I'll I'll finish off by saying this. I feel bad for him because of, in my opinion, the unnecessary purchase price. I I keep going back to that because he's not worth that amount of money. I think we all. And it's no fault to his own. It's not his fault, and that's what makes me sad. Is because it's not his fault. No, for Yelka, this is okay. Sporting for 16 million euros, Sporting chose to negotiate, and I think we all, as some podcasts, agreed that he was worth eight to 11 million, maybe around there. We were like, okay, that's a fair enough price, and I think that 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 just created this bullshit expectation that he's not going to hit. That's fair. Thirteen for whatever seventy is sus. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I mean, the deals we, of this of this administration yeah, that sure, we still yeah. praised. I mean, Pot is we, still we definitely paid the, the mid-season is still like, whatever. inflation price, right? Like the mid-season. Yeah. And and I think Paulinho's getting a lot of a lot of a lot of love from Sportingistas in general because mm-hmm. I think we're all rallying around the fact that we know he costs money, the fact that we know that it was a divisive purchase. I think that even myself who wasn't for that purchase, I think I find myself being like, come on, bro, you got this. Like now you got your goal scored. Now it's just going to start a snowball effect. You'll get a couple more goals before the season's over. So we're all pulling for him. But like uh, Steph just said, like he doesn't have that confidence. And I think we all agree that for a striker, nothing brings more confidence back than seeing the ball get past that little line. Yeah. Uh, and if he doesn't yeah. start doing that, then it's just, I fear that it's just a tumbleweed, man. It's just gonna keep going. But I would like, I would like to emphasize, he is a good player. That's let's is. not get mistaken with his performances and the quality of the player. He is a good player. Uh, but Ruben Emery has to do something after practice, before practice, to to boost up his confidence. Because if I was his coach, I would say, you have to take those goddamn shots. You, you know, you have to. That's the only uh, the only way you're gonna come out of your hole. It's when you start scoring, taking those shots, and he has to. Fact. And how much stock do you put into David Pereira, our, our Braga fan, um, asking if Pot is a player he's compatible with up top? Uh, Ricardo Duarte and him had a great chemistry. Is there a lack of chemistry? I mean, last game, Pot had an assist, or Paulinho had an assist from a Pot goal. I mean, some credibility to that? Maybe, maybe uh, not. That's not Pot's position. Pot played in the midfield yeah. last game. Yeah. Pot, like, Pot scores a lot of goals because Pot comes from the back forward and puts himself in the outside the box position. He makes those runs. He kind of gets those headers in. Those maybe, shots. but maybe, though. Maybe. There's, I mean, Ricardo Orta and, and Pauline, they played together for a long time. Exactly. So they know each other. I'm no more fucking Braga players, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> Ricardo, Ricardo, Orta, Ricardo Orta is not that good because he misses a lot of goals. If yeah. he didn't, if he didn't miss so many, was yeah. If no, he didn't no, miss I'm just speaking from the fact that you have to you the negotiations. So no, no, no. But if they're good players, of course. We <laughs> I'll just bring back his guy for ten mil. Yeah, yeah. Imagine <laughs> that. But Ricardo Duarte, if it wasn't for him, Braga could have been in a better position. He misses too many goals. Way too many. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, nothing else really I thought about the game that I can mention here. Um, just uh, man of the match. Um, and I'm going to give some love to, uh, maybe he wasn't the best player all around, but I, I, I'll still give some love to João Mario, who we, who we slate, but who today I thought had a, had a really solid game from him. Best, and, uh, I was best confused. game he's had for sporting? Like top Possibly. three? Top three. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm confused. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to, I'll maybe ask Nando, because I do know Nando has some frustration still with Ruben Amorim, I think more than anybody here. But today, I'm not sure exactly what his thinking was on taking João Mario so early when he had a dominant game and when Bragaza was um, losing a bit of his... Uh, he was sort of becoming a ghost uh, in that midfield and he decided to opt with, uh, with João Mario instead. Whereas other games, in, in my opinion, and I'm sure you guys agree with me, uh, he should have done the opposite, but he, does, but he instead he takes out Bragaza instead of João Mario. Today, I was a little confused, but I'm going to give uh, our guy João Magico some love. Um, Christian, who, who's your man of the match? Uh, my man of the match, I'm going to have to go with the Dan, right? I think we yeah. slated him last week for allowing two goals on two shots on target the last two games. Um, but he had some great saves today. Uh, arguably his best save of the night is on, it would have been disallowed because the guy's offside, the header. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. save. Great save. That one that was a great save too. The one where he came out with his legs. I think that was offsides too. Another yeah, that was a huge flawless, tackle. flawless oh execution, flawless execution, yeah. and all of the saves he had that counted. He probably had at least three, um, big yeah. saves. So yeah, great game of Don. Sketchy with his feet a little bit, and like it felt like at a certain point we were just like kept passing it back to him, and it's like oh there's <laughs> Don again. And on one of them, he opted to just like dink it over with like the outside of his foot. For, like, honestly, no reason, and it went right to the FedEx player. It was coming right back down our throat again. So his distribution, honestly, is pretty precise, um, but sometimes he tries to thread a needle too much, and it gets him in trouble. But, yeah, good at down game. Great saves. Agreed. How about you, Nando? Adan, 100%. Yep, no doubt. Good saves. Good all the way through. Especially you could see that he was in it when he's making these saves on disallowed opportunities anyways, on offsides and such. He's still following through and making great saves. Um, I think a lot of goalies tend to like quit the play, if you will, if they think it's offside. Um, and then if it isn't, well, we're screwed. But he he was great the whole game. I'm okay with choosing that all day. Facts, facts. I just want to quickly say there's two moments. I was driving and, and watching the game. Don't tell the cops. Um and there was two moments like back to back where he made me shit my pants a yeah, little dude. bit. Where he like kicked it. Yeah, and, like, he came out from and, a like, volley. Shot. Yeah, he shit him out. And he and he shanked it and then he did something. He passed it, bro. He like that was bad. Right after. Came out and, you know, the rest of the game he was solid. Was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luckily it went to Inasu, so yeah. it wasn't a big deal. But I, in the car I was like Going like 20, 20 kilometers an hour, and I was like, "Holy shit, bro! That's five miles." It's gonna be a bumpy ride. All of us. <laughs> yeah, it's literally yes, just whatever. My, phone it is. To my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Steph? Man of the match? Yeah, Adam for sure. You know, I, I, I just don't like when, when they, when they hold the ba- the ball all the way to the back and they pass it to Adam, put him on the spot. Yeah, and the then, yeah. he's trying to pass uh, it out. Like, well, yeah. that's that's the sometimes I'm like, just kick that. That's how Fenerbahce got a lot of their chances yeah. in the first half because they yeah. won the ball in dangerous. The second areas. balls, they're winning yeah. all the second balls. I was like, yeah, but Adam for sure, he, he he played a phenomenal game today. 
and th this is why he started the games. Facts. And, uh, sorry. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Also, this needs to be noted. He picked up his fourth yellow today. Yeah. Sure. So, we could have a, like, a we, if he comes out and takes someone out maybe and gets a yellow, right, we could have a max game in, like, a very, very critical game for the title. Which I'm not very, I'm not that concerned. Has not played a competitive game in six months. Would maybe even be better off going with the, the B team goalie who's at least been playing regular minutes. Yeah, yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, if we get there. But something to watch. That is true. Uh, but Max, Max on the inside spot, he still looks good. So uh, forget that B team oh, player. Oh, he's been hyped on the bench. He's a bench <laughs> hype man, bro. He's like. Yeah. Facts. Every game he's there, man. <laughs> nah, I have Facts. all the I, I have all the confidence in Max. So if he had, if he starts the next game, we'll be fine. I do too, but like Christian said, him being him being out of competition for so long does scare me a bit. So so if if you if you are Ruben Emuding, what would you do? No, I mean you you choose Max. He's your second no, 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 goalkeeper. No. He's still no. he's still you, practicing. You have no choice. You have to put Max. But what? How would you uh, um, uh, do the layout of the game? What would you do different with Max? Would you say Max, since you've been out of competition for a while, I don't want you to play with the ball. Uh, you know, passing the ball to to the defenders and just kick it, clear the ball. Is that what you no. adopt? He doesn't think change the game Max's... plan much. Yeah, it's just more so like judging balls coming out like is he rusty stuff like that you know is he and is he nervous because it's a huge game right and he hasn't played in so long drops a shot he's always been a little sus on crosses right i think we can all yeah 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 that's yeah, i mean yeah, yeah it's just stuff that's like the biggest that. thing yeah. yeah and i think max is one of his strong points as a goalkeeper is that he's actually really good on his feet so i wouldn't necessarily tweak that part a lot but uh okay but yeah, uh, another talking point, uh, I mean, part of this game, because he wasn't on the bench, uh, as we all know, and he won't be on the bench for the next two games now, um, Ruben Amorim getting a 15-day suspension uh, for telling the referee to fuck off and for allegedly for allegedly saying, I mean, Ruben Amorim's denied it, uh, telling the referee of the Muradens game, who I'm now forgetting, uh, that he got what he Rui wanted. Costa. Rui Costa. Rui Costa. Rui Costa. That he got what he wanted. Um I want to know your guys' overall thoughts on that. I'll start with you, Christian. Uh, what were your thought? What are your thoughts? And are you worried, especially on the games going forward? One of them, I mean, the next one's Billinis, who we struggled with last game or, or the last time we played them, and then it's Braga, uh, which is another huge game for us. Yeah, I think honestly, it's more important for the road games because if you notice today, he was on a like a literal like an iPhone today, right? So I think they have a much better communication system set up when they play at Alvalade, where I think they can have constant real-time communication with some sort of headset that they have or radio or whatever. But I, it, I, it looks like it wasn't, it wasn't able to work on the road, and he was literally on an iPhone. So um, I think that it makes the, this next game less important, right? But then on the road at Braga talking on an iPhone, right, it's a bit tougher and it's, you know, in the locker room, you know, the confidence he brings and stuff like that. I think that's obviously going to be a bigger loss. But maybe, maybe, maybe I've been thinking if they appeal it, right, the penalty's harsh and heavy-handed, right, maybe they'll shave the three games to two, right, which what you sometimes see with suspensions like that where they did just shave it down a little bit. So I'm hoping that he'll this will they'll only have to sit one more. I hope so too. 
Um, how about you, Steph? Uh, it's 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 just amazing because uh, uh, I've watched enough uh, Liga Nos games, and, and not only Sporting. I've watched. Uh, remember at the beginning when uh, the 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 league came came back after the COVID nineteen, and everyone was excited, even if it was just a Boavista Mude dance. You just wanted to see a, a soccer game. Remember those days. Uh, so so what's the number one thing that that uh, that we noticed without the public? We could hear everything, right? Epa, I love that. You, I love it too. But <laughs> this, this is to show you how they say they conceal the, uh, the discipline in Portugal. They're a bunch of hypocrites. I mean, you can hear even the Roupeiras e vai caralho. Even the guys that have. Whenever there's a goal yeah. scored, sometimes at some of the stadiums, it just. You hear Caralho every five seconds. Yeah. Every one second. And that's, and that, but that's the thing. How, how, how much of a hypocrite can you be when even the Ropeiro, the guy who fixes the relva with the pés and with that merda of ferro, is in foda. Que burro do caralho no marcou o golo. And then Ruben Amorim gets, gets a 15-day suspension. And I didn't, I didn't want to bring it up. I have to bring it up. Jorge Jesus, he's done the same thing. Sérgio Conceição, he's done the same thing. O, o, o treinador do Rio, he, he went like this. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. which, which you can't even defend and say, I didn't do that. Like, yeah. and, and, we can at least say he said he didn't say it, and we have no proof if he said or didn't. But how you get the dude flips up the birds yeah. and he gets way less. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sérgio Conceição anda lá a porrada com, com, com o Sérgio lá, com, com o gajo do Portimonense. Um, Quem ganha? Paul Sérgio. Paul Sérgio. Não. Não, nada. Maybe it's fine. I mean, maybe that that was, was, the dude is always a porrada with somebody. That was way worse. Há um inquérito. That means in the Portuguese League, um inquérito. They're going to give him a month suspension in the summertime. Oh, <laughs> That's what happens typically. So Serge Conceição gets away with it because Bruns uh, is the man, I guess. I don't know. And uh, I guess he I'll just be- does it in every game. So they're like, I guess you can't give him a red in every game, right? <laughs> it'll be like, it'll well, like no, break the league, right? <laughs> the difference between, <laughs> the, the between him and Ruben Amorim is que Serge Conceição tem um nível, um nível quatro. Yeah. But maybe that's why, because he has a... Yeah, you get, it's like, yo, you, you can't the, you curse yet. You, can't, you <laughs> yeah. can stand here and talk, but you can't curse yet. You're going yeah, to one part, part, then you can Yeah, because when you say to yourself, you go, oh, boy, this guy is at level 4. He can say it. He studied for it, bro. to me to go to the level 3. What the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> no way! He can't get away with it. That's a Portuguese league for you, in a nutshell. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that drives me nuts. And I, like Chris said, I think the appeal is more to reduce the game's uh, suspension. So they, it's 15 days, which is three games. So maybe he'll be out for the Bullins game, which wouldn't be a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal anyway. Because he was like on the Nos Camarotes, and you, he was still screaming, Epa, não faças isso! So he could yeah. still coach. You can still hear him. Empty it's stadium. harder from Alvalade, but he will have the constant yeah. radio. And it's fucking bullness sad, right? At home. Come on. Yeah. So, oh, anyway. All right, Carlos. 
delivering those instructions will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the Portuguese league, when it comes down to that, they're not fair and square. Emma uh, it's, uh, it's, it's shameful for the Portuguese league to make so many bad decisions every goddamn weekend. Every goddamn weekend, they made bad decisions. And it's so obvious. It, it, and then, and then you, Portistas and Benficistas, they wonder why we think the way we think. Because of these decisions, you know? É impossível uma pessoa não dizer assim. A corrupção não existe em Portugal. Não existe uma merda. Claro que ainda existe. You could see it. É só artistas. É só artistas. I just want to quickly, quickly mention Paul, Paul Costa saying... Uh, Guy was hand, uh, the Rio Ave coach, um, what's his name? Miguel Cardoso, I think. Yeah. Uh, guy was handing out turkeys two at a time. <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> passed already, bro. <laughs> that shit killed me. Uh, Nando, uh, uh, quick thoughts on, on, on Amuding's suspension. I mean, give me your two cents on Amuding as well, because you, I think you have a unique opinion among the Spartan fan base. Uh, yeah, man. So suspension wise, like I'm in the court and agreements with all of you guys that, you know, he, we got shafted on that. Uh, Chris summed it well, you know, Sergio Costa can't get a red card every fucking game. So they kind of sporadically <laughs> sprinkle yeah. him in, you know, to keep him off balance a little bit. But I think Ruben Amorim and sort of what just Steph just said, it's the hypocrisy. Sparta is their first place. We're a big inconvenience uh, to many people. Ruben Amorim is a huge inconvenience. I'll give him that to pretty much everyone. Uh, level three, right? We joke about it, but the fact that he is level three really rubs off a lot of fucking people. Um, it rubs off people from Porto, from Befica, from Oconsejo, the everything, arbitrs and trainadores, you could So, yeah, that pisses everybody off. Um, I think that, you know, he's going to probably see a shave down. Um, it'll be one of those instances like that. In regards to him and my take on him so far, <sighs> I think a lot of my frustrations and a lot of my stress has come from the fact that I've seen us not win uh, through two droughts, give or take. In regards to Ruben Amorim, again, I go back to the cost of what it costs Sporting to bring him. Um, overall, of course, we're first place. We're six points up. The season isn't over. However, y'all have read my tweets. People have as well. I think that if somehow Sporting ends up blowing this lead, I think we're all going to sit here following that podcast. And I don't know if we're going to have much to say. It's probably going to be a very somber podcast. And I think that Ruben Amorim has got to be the number one to take the fall on it. If he he's owning it so far, he's been owning it when the team doesn't do well. He says it's his fault. Um, he doesn't put unnecessary pressure on the players. But I think Ruben Amorim has shown us in the last few games that I feel at least that he's hesitant. I think he's a little nervous himself. I think that he's relying a little bit too much on these young players' ability to just push through. I think that he needs to be a little bit more disciplined with substitutions and when they happen. Um, I'd like to see him kind of not extend that confidence leash too much. I think certain players there when not doing well in the past, Juan Mario, when he's being subbed out today, he's playing well. He was subbed out. Um, I think that Ruben Amorim needs to be a lot firmer and a lot more um, specific when we need to make changes. And I think players on Sporting, in my opinion, have been probably a little confused as to when they're coming in, when they're coming out, and why. Um, so uh, 
Ruben Amorim, of course, we're in first place. If we win the league, I'll be the first one here. I'll fucking buy his jersey. And uh, that, you know, whatever. I'll praise him forever. An, un- an unnumbered jersey that just says Amorim on it. That's it, bro. <laughs> no, Ruben Amorim, that's all. No, I mean. no, no. Amorim level three. Level three, number three. <laughs> that's actually funny, bro. We should do that. But I, I my, but that's been my take. I, I hate approaching, and I think throughout the year I've been approaching it from the fact that like I don't want to give Sporting the expectations to win a title, right? I think we all have kind of fluctuated yeah. with: Are we serious contenders? Why? Are we not serious contenders? Why not? And now that we're all in agreement that we are contenders, we're in first place, we control our own destiny, and we have for quite a while, I think we're all hitting the panic button in different ways. And mine with Ruben Amorim is you're the coach. At the end of the day, you put the players out on the field. You were brought in to win titles, like he says. And if Sporting somehow blows this, in my opinion, the worst Porto Befica we've seen throughout parts of the year. Now Porto Befica have caught caught uh, their own gas and they're 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 flying five wins in a row. And we well, 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 peraí, peraí. The five wins in a row. Let's talk about that. I won't take too long, but I had to interrupt you. Befica has been being held big time. No, last, no doubt. The last four, four games that the opponent only they only playing with ten players. No doubt, no doubt hey, that man, they're, they're, they're they're turning out you know, I mean, There's no doubt. I'm not saying that from the point of that these clubs haven't had things go their way, but I am saying that at no point in this year that I sit back and go, well, Porto Benfica are going to be fucking 13 points back and 12 points back of Spartan, of all people, with the money and the players that they have. We could all sit here and look at Porto Benfica squads and probably pick one or two players that we wish that we had. Not saying that they couldn't do the same for our players, but we were given the cards that were dealt. We made the most with that early on until pretty much now where you had two straight losses. Okay. We lost four points, 10 point lead, six point lead. We held serve tonight. We're still six points up, um, but nine points up. Claro, but a little asterisk. We got to wait for Porto to figure out what they'll do. I we know held, we, held you know. we held serve. We held serve. We did our part. We're going to play the best game of the season. We nah, did our they delayed the go. game. They're, they're gonna, yeah. They delayed the game. They're going to roll we did, over. We did, we, did a, we did our part, but at one point, uh, you know, Portistas, they, 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 they love to throw in our face that vocês também só ganham no, no fim, com um gol todo cagado, tem esta linha da sorte, e nem sabem jogar bola, não sei mais o quê. And then what happened to them against Santa Clara? Claro, meu. But os, os Portistas, os Portistas, out of everybody, and I, I, well, jump, in on the, I jump in on the I know, football, just, no filter bullshit. Portistas don't know what to do with Sporting this year. Like, they're fucking so uncomfortable by this shit that it's fucking hilarious to me. Portistas have always had a fucking Napoleon complex, okay? They want so bad to be so loved across Portugal. And most of Portugal, it's the photo Porto, bro. They've been trying so hard for Porto to be the capital of Portugal for the longest. Portistas just... They have that hatred towards Sporting because they were trailing us and then they finally caught us and now passed us in terms of league titles. So fuck them first and foremost. But Ruben Amorim, so far we're first place. I'll give them that. The team has played well throughout the year. If we win the title, I will have no doubts and have no problems in saying thank you for everything. You took us to the promised land. However, I'm starting to feel like his 
indecisiveness is being sh- is being pushed out onto the players a little bit, and that's where I'm starting to see a little bit of nervousness and a little bit of um, the, the the players themselves are being indecisive in the in the pitch, and I think that's being transmitted. As much as Ruben Romero has been calm and collected, I think it's time for him to to pull the reins in a little bit and say, listen, I'm still the coach and, and we got to change things up just a little bit. We got to fine tune this machine because we've got what seven games left. Yeah. Fair enough. So, I, that's fair. I agree. Um yeah, that's really it. Uh let me let me go into uh some Twitter questions that we got. Uh nothing else really that I can think of. Maybe the Palinga situation, but I think we've been talking about that enough. I mean, it's nah, a sixth yeah. yellow. It's it's still um I only mention it because my buddy Patrick's ask, always asking you about uh Palinga. But from what I understand, the fifth yellow is given, but the suspension has still not been are like given or not in court, correct? I'm gonna say yeah. we talked about this on the last pod yeah. that we we yeah. he's gonna have to sit eventually this season. <laughs> Headline head 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 or the, the kappa of record yesterday or today was actually it's now to, yesterday in Portugal. Portugal today in the states still um, is about how Porto's trying to time their appeal so that they can catch it for the game at. Uh, um, Baga uh, against Baga, yeah. So, I mean, these guys they're legends, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> they uh, really are. <laughs> listen, listen, they can appeal all they want, but uh, the court system said basically that uh, the fifth yellow stu- stood, but the suspension was canceled. So, the next time uh, Padini will be suspended of one game will be on the ninth yellow. And, and he's I don't know, man. I just think he's no. gonna have to sit a game this season. Yeah, that, but we have, we we have good enough lawyers to, that that uh, he'll do his time, like uh, in the first game of uh, season 2021-22. I thought you were just gonna say twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these uh, appeals for the uh, closed door stadium bans that keep getting like appealed and then changed. And At then this appealed. point, it's hilarious. <laughs> and now they're like. I think Braga might have actually served one of theirs this season, but it was a it's obviously a COVID game, so there's no fans anyways. It's just a that, that's the one thing the sporting is really good <laughs> with. It's that our, our um judicial department. We're pretty good. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Wows and Associates which are representing <laughs> us. <laughs> At the King Queen Pop Law Firm in Portugal. <laughs> Fuck, that's so cringe. Guy will stand. The guy okay. will stand with every corrupt, every corrupt figure in Portugal, bro. It doesn't matter who you are, bro. <laughs> As we've seen this week. Anyways, going straight into the questions. Uh, starting off with our guy Marty Bird at M Freitas eighteen. Uh, more of a statement. This game has got to be the worst Sporting performance this year. France deserved more. Sporting should count their lucky stars. If this keeps up, I should see us losing the league easily. Um, yes and no. I think the worst, this is definitely second worst. I think the worst was the Billinins game that we somehow uh, ended up winning, uh, which has me a little nervous, but for next week or for Wednesday, I should say, but at least it's at home. Um, next uh, comment comes in from our boy Abdallah at Abdarmuti92. Uh, he says, I think by the end of the season, I will be seeing a therapist because of Sparting. <laughs> Buddy, I should have been seeing a therapist for 26 for years like because sort of Sparting. Family insurance plan together. Could cost for Facts. <laughs> or at least as sausages, you know, like they should at least pay for a, part, a portion funny. of it, bro. They have a hotline. If for our marketing team like offered that <laughs> yeah. as part of our saucy membership, 
Yeah. <laughs> 24 hour mental health counseling hotline number. <laughs> the sauciest. And then we'd all see each other there anonymously because we don't want to put our names out. Facts. <laughs> when we recognize your voices, okay, I'll stop. I, I endorse that idea. Though. I'm with you too, bro. I'm with you too. Uh, next uh, comment question comes in from our boy Joel De Silva at Joel Leon underscore 073. Uh, he says, I feel the play, that playing ahead of your rivals is a huge advantage during this time of the season. Uh, would you be in favor to let the teams that are fighting for the same places play at the same time? Uh, P.S. We all know this will never happen because of TV rights and all. Um, Christian, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you uh, this question. Um, what do you think about us playing first? It doesn't make a difference. I mean, I know we won today in the other two games. I think it does kind of make a difference. To it be does, honest. man. I think you want to go first. It's like a PK shootout, right? You want to shoot first because, you know, you want the you want to set the tone, right? You don't want to be chasing, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that you do have a slight advantage going first because it's not in the back of your head, you know? I mean, obviously, Sporting knows that they have to win, but it's different when the other team, like, ha- already has their points and they're, like, provisionally, you know, closer to you so for porto it's like provisionally now they're nine it's like come on you know we have to win that's a big gap you know it's 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 it there is like i think you know i think there is something to it so we have our next two games are both ahead of porto so we don't we only know the the schedule for the next two games um so this one included right um this one the next one and then the one after all before porto so that's good at least fox fox um, next question. Um, so I was Nunu Gabriel. Uh, I'm not reading Sam. Uh, uh, follow him on Twitter at underscore Sam 1906. Yeah, why uh, don't you read it, bro? Ireland legend. You're not getting me this time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next uh, <laughs> next uh, question comment comes in from our boy uh, uh, Sid at Sid uh, or at Suarez underscore Sidimo. Um, he says, uh, these fucking guys are trying to kill me for fuck's sakes. Today was both my teams playing my hometown and my Sporting. I just hope my second team, France, doesn't go down to the Segunda, Divi- the, to Segunda Liga. Uh, before this, Viva Sporting, and he has the man of the match, Hugo Miguel. Uh, pretty sick. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah is in big, big, big trouble now, especially yeah. already having already played. The other teams have a game in hand. Bolvista up to 12th with their win today. Yep. I mean, that's how volatile it is down there. But, yeah, they are, they're losing ground. Right? I think the gap is five or six now that they are, and they're a game and ahead. There's still trouble. two points from, from Maritimo, who's in the playoff. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, but, yeah if they play Vizela or Coimbra in that playoff, I mean, that's going to be a banger of a game, you know? Yep, that's true. And and just quickly, because you're on that, let me uh, – so their next game is away to Pasuj. Then they they play at home against Portimonense for an Algarve dar- derby, which is huge. Though Portimonense, I think, is now up to ninth or something. Um, then they have Gil Vicente away, and then Guimarães at home. And then Porto, and then they play Tondela at home, and then they end the season at Santa Clara. So, yeah, it's going to be tough for them. I, I hope they stay up too, but um, yeah, I'm I think they've left we'll it too late, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. But um, they could always so, get hot. You just got to win like two or three in a row. But I mean, that's a big ask. <laughs> exactly. And, and the only silver lining to this, as a Spartan fan, of course, is maybe we can get Ryan Gold back even cheaper because they went down on the low. low. Yeah. On the low, you know? Um, next statement or comment uh, comes in from uh, Krunal at Krunal 1993. The game was hard to watch. Hard is racing at full speed. I think we have just uh, one more comment. Let me just make sure. 
Of course, guys, you can send in your questions and comments on Twitter at Sporting160 underscore EN. Um, Petri, our boy Papi Petri at uh, Raisin Petri, um, he asks, uh, Adlan is great but pretty old. So what do you think, folks? Um, I mean, all three of you guys gave him out of the match, but uh, Nando, I'll, I'll go to you anyways. What, what, what do you think of Adan? I mean, silenced most of us, especially from what we thought in the beginning, no? The beginning of the season. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I definitely um, think he silenced the critics. Um, I think that his age, where he's played at, um, and how well he's done this year uh, have all been very important to sporting success. Um, <clears throat> if you look at Kovac, Kovac is what, the oldest guy in the starting eleven. Or is it Adan? I think, I think Adan's probably older. Okay. So they, got, are, they are similarly aged, like 31 and 30. Right. So you got those two who have played in a very important leagues other um, than Portugal. Um, and Adan, I think, takes on a very important role, just like Watts in terms of experience, in terms of age. Been there, done that. <clears throat> and he's been very good. At various parts of his career, so I think he's definitely silenced the critics. I've enjoyed him a lot as part of them. Yeah, I think uh, he's good for another season. I think he's I renewed. Think, no, I think another, I think he did renew. He did renew. Yeah, for another season. I think, I think, two more seasons is could be could be sus by that 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 second season. But yeah, I think that he's good for another season for sure. Facts, facts. And uh, last co- uh, question, actually, from uh, from our girl Chip, from Lauren. Uh, Lauren, you know, um, she asks, is the blip over? Um, no. I'll ask all three of you guys that. So, Christian, yes, you're saying no. Yes, the results. From a results standpoint, it is. But, like, the run of form, it, it is not. Right. That's Yeah, exactly that. That's the point I was trying to make at the start of the, of the podcast. Yeah. Result is the most important, but run of form, not looking so good. Yeah, and I'm going to agree. I mean, especially after this game. I know, like we said, we won. But do we really deserve to take something out of it? Like, the only like other silver li- lining. Sorry, we, the only other silver. Go, go ahead, Nando. No, I'm sorry, brother. I was just going to say the only. Like, we have to literally win against. We have to win next week, 100%, to go into that Braga game up six, right? Because we, I mean, we run the risk of losing our points to them. Then Porto's assuming they win tomorrow or whenever the fuck they play Sunday. They're closer than Nacional, okay, easy, Riwav, tough, Bovista, not so easy anymore. So it's like the team isn't exuding fucking quality and confidence when we should be having those things, right? So we have to figure out ways to get that damn second goal in and get it in early. Otherwise, we run the risk of fucking heartbreak in the last 10 to 15 every single game. Facts. And the only thing I was going to say, I think the silver lining to this game, and I'm not even going to count the uh, the chance where Paulinho passes in in front of the net. I think on a, on a, on a normal day, of course, I'm going to mention this for the next few, for the, for the last few games, but on a normal day, we score three today. You know, the, the amazing save that Pet, that Betu did on Quats and Paulinho, normally those chances go in. Against uh, Mureires, I mean, we scored three goals. One of them was offside, another one offside by two centimeters. Unlucky, you know, I, I get unlucky. silver lining from that. Uh, more than un- I mean, the Mude didn't. Yeah, more than unlucky for this. Right. But I-, I say unlucky in the sense that we were unlucky to tie the- that that game. Uh, this game, we were unlucky not to score that game. The expected uh, goals have been not to right. score at least one of them. I think this run of form has been like kind of consistent for like three, four months. In the earlier part, like the earlier part of twenty twenty one, 
they were not carving out like any chances really. Yeah. Or, and they were still getting results. They're definitely creating more chances now. So yep. I guess that's good. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, with tough games coming up against Braga at this moment, if we play like the way we did against Fidens today, where we give up a lot of the possession, I don't know if we escape that with with any points. I'm, I'm going to be real. Even though Braga hasn't been that great either, uh, they're always up for a game against Sporting. The Benfica game, I mean, like Steph mentioned, they have been – I mean, the last game, my boy Ishtaku did deserve a red, but some other questionable calls for sure, and they, they've been lucky to play against 10 men. Uh, but they, they've, been, they've been looking better at least. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's the only thing I keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, Hopefully, they yeah. can keep that up against Porto and give us at least some breathing room to them that week. I think we play. Uh, who do we play that week? Is it the Braga week that, that we that they think also plays Porto? Yes. So I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a an interesting. So next so it's, game. it's it's interesting too because we play five. We have five games before we play Benfica, and Porto has four games before they play Benfica. So. Doing the math, you know, we make sure we went out, be Braga, and take care of business. We could very well be celebrating uh, at the or, lose. No, not just at the lose, but we could be celebrating um, a win against Porto. Mm, I see what you mean. Yeah, see yeah. what I mean? Because if I'm not mistaken, if Porto plays Benfica May 6th, that leaves three games to go. Nine and we can be nine points up. Then it, I guess it comes down to the stupid head to head. So we, we could, there could be a possibility that we're all going to be Benficistas for a day. Um, no, that, that will never happen. But I know, I know, but like, I know that'll never happen. But I'll say this, bro. I remember vividly, vividly, vividly Benfica against Boa Vista that helped Sparty secure the title. Um, and I was with, young with my dad, and my dad was Portuguese, Befiquista friends around us. And bro, I fucking celebrated a Mantorra's goal like it was fucking. I'll admit on the podcast, who kicks for that gave me my title. Yeah, and, I know we yeah. play we play Rio Ave when uh, when we play when Porto and mm. Befica play. Play Befica. Yeah, that's okay. when that's when we tied at home against Rio Ave two two. Exactly. Yeah, we, yeah, we didn't true. take advantage of uh, their results. Yeah. Yeah, we lost two points. Exactly, and like Marco, Marco brings up a good point, though. You know, let's think about Bolinins. Forget the rest. That's that's yeah. very true as well. Yeah. One yeah. game yeah. at a time, like yeah. like Ruben Amorim's been saying, tres a tres, like um, Juventud Leonino uh, has that song. Diretivo. So uh, yeah, Diretivo. Right. Sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. Diretivo. Shout out to Diretivo. Um, Steph, I'm going to pass it off to you. We have no more Twitter questions. Uh, I don't like that face, bro. I'm going to pass it off to you in terms of Mudalidad, so I hope you're ready on that. It was I'm Monday, a- so I don't know if there was a lot of games. There hasn't yeah. been, right? Uh, no, no, no. I'm actually ready for it because it was only one game. It was uh, in uh, Sick. Yeah, handball. Uh, we played at home against uh, Madeira Sad. We won. We spanked them 35-16. So... Mm-hmm. So that's good because we in the title race against Porto. We won against Benfica last time, which I didn't mention it, 31-29. So that was a good result. So we we consolidated the second place, but the, t- the tough one will be against Porto when we play them because Porto has a better team than we do. But you never know. In a good day, we could we could beat them just like in volleyball in the Taça Portugal when we beat Benfica, which they are the better team in volleyball. Uh, and but we did beat them, so you never know. 
The only thing I'm going to mention about the modalidades was today's game that we won. I just mentioned it. But also the important games coming up tomorrow. If you want to watch them uh, on Sporting TV, we'll have a Sporting against Ismurin, uh, the second playoff game for the Tasa for the Federação. I'm a volleyball fan. I like to watch it. Uh, we lost the first game against them at Ismurin. So this is at home. We need to win to make it 1-1. And then uh, the, the uh, final game, Peira Negra, will be again with Pavilion Jean Rocha, I think, in the middle of the week. Uh, another important game will be in basketball. We're playing against Oliveirense, the last game of the regular season at Oliveirense, which is always a tough game. Uh, so we have to win this game to, to uh, you know, keep the first place. I think we already kept it, but it's better to win this game regardless. Um, um, <clears throat> then we have another important game, Sporting in Joaquin Patins against saint Juanense. So the basketball game, I'm sorry, I should have said it. Uh, it'll be at Oliveirense at uh, 1500, which is 10 a.m. our time. And you can watch it on uh, uh, Direto ne, uh, in the app called FBB TV, Federação Portuguesa de Basketball TV. And it works. So if you get the app, you can watch the game for free, actually. Uh, yeah, it's a good game. It's at 10 a.m. Why not? Uh, the uh, Ismurin game will be on Sporting TV at 10 a.m. as well at the same time. And then Okin Patins will be at 1300 hour time, 1800 Portuguese time, which is 6 p.m. Um, and it'll be also on uh, Sporting TV. That's a must-win game. We're trying to clinch to the second uh, the second spot, which is Okid Barcelos against Benfica. So we need Benfica to win against Okid Barcelos. We need a favor from them, or at least a tie, so we can finish second. Uh, this year, the uh, competition has changed. It'll be playoff mode. The first will play against the eighth, and the second, and so on. Uh, so if we finish second, it'll be better. Uh, we will delay to see uh, any tougher tougher opponents later. And last but not least, if you're interested to watch, we have uh, futsal uh, tomorrow, sporting against Cachinas um, at 2100 uh, Portuguese time, which is 1600 our time, 4 p.m. at Sporting TV. On Sunday, anything interesting? I'm just scrolling down. Give me a second. We have our ladies playing against Sporting. Uh, Contro Maritimo and uh, Sporting TV at six o'clock in the morning our time. If you guys are interested, um, it, it'll be eleven o'clock in Portugal. And if we win against Ismurin tomorrow, we'll get to play them again the following day at ten a.m. Luz Juan Rocha, and it'll be in Sporting TV. And let me see, the ladies will play volleyball against Apps. Again, for the Tasa da Federação, which really means nothing. They're already guaranteed a third place by beating Benfica. And this one is just for a stupid cup. But, you know, it's worth mentioning it. Uh, and uh, uh, we have a very important game, two more important games. Uh, um, handball. We play for the Tasa Portugal contra o Pai de Oleiros. Uh, so that should be an easy game in the quarterfinals. And that's at uh, Sporting TV at uh, 13.30 our time, 1.30 p.m. And then, last but not least, our ladies play against Benfica in Joaquim Patins at 1.30. And you can watch that uh, in the uh, Benfica TV. 
if you're interested. And that's all I got for you for modalidades. Oh, a big announcement. Hey, Danny left? <laughs> yeah, I guess he must have uh, dropped out by accident. Yeah, you can still make the, uh, the big announcement. The big announcement for, for our listeners, we're going to have a very special guest on Monday. He was uh, a, a previous director of sporting in charge of the nucleus do sporting for six years. His name is Bruno Mascarenha. So Mr. Mascarenha accepted our invitation. Uh, kudos to our good friend Marco Diaz. Marco Diaz was the one who set up the, uh, the whole thing. Um, he knows him. He's a, first, a personal friend of Marco. So, Marco, thank you. Uh, and uh, he'll be with us on our podcast on Monday at, uh, we said, 5.30, right, Chris? 5.30? Yep. Uh, right. 5.30 Eastern time, 10.30 yeah. uh, Portugal time. Well, Portugal time. So, he'll be, he'll be um, Chris, Danny, Nando. I don't know if he'll make it. I won't be able to make it. Sam will be able to make it as well. They'll have, it'll be an interesting conversation. Talking about nucleus, which is very close to our hearts, and talking about how how uh, his um, his uh, involvement was with sporting at that time. So he's he's a real sportingista, really nice guy, speaks English real well. So it should be a really fun podcast. Uh, again, Bruno Mascarenha on Monday, five thirty, uh, our time. This coming Monday. This uh, coming Monday, the nineteenth. Yeah. So, Sorry, my tune, crashed. Sorry, boys. Yeah, cool. Tune in, guys. Tune in on Monday. It's going to be a great podcast. He, I, I think he was within the uh, Bruno Carvalho administration as well. So, yep, he was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there it is. So another fine guest, and we're working on our other guests, and then we'll we'll let you guys know. I'm done, Danny. Facts. Facts. Sorry, we sorry. Can, I guess we can do predictions for that game on Monday, right? The Belang oh, yeah. game? Of course. Wednesday. Wednesday, you mean? Let, let's get Nando's prediction. Nando, what's your prediction for, for the Bulls game on Wednesday? 1 0, bro. Like, that's a good guess, man. That's a high odds bet, man. Every game's 1 nothing. So, God bless I like bro. your odds. I, 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 I <laughs> God. I'm trying to. It would be more interesting if we like started like doing prediction as to like at what point in the game do we all start to unravel? Like <laughs> at what point? Like for me, Comesa logo fucking halftime. Like that's when it starts for me. That would be more fun. When does everybody start to lose their patience and start to little by little unravel? When does Steph start pacing around the living room? <laughs> Steph standing up the whole game, bro. Like he said, he's not sitting down. Yeah, I was. I no, was that's what I'm saying. I want to know when he's going to start pacing, though. Is he going to? I was pacing. I left all my fin uh, footprints all, all over the floor. My wife was yelling at me. But take a spirit. got a map, you Lauren saying seven nothing still. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't think you've gotten one. You got only one prediction right that whole. Uh, that whole. Yeah. whole <laughs> prediction table there, by the way. Which I mean, hey, it's not bad. One one prediction, right? I'll, I'll rate that. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna agree with Nando. A one nothing win. I mean, it sounds. It's not. It's it's like Christian was saying, high odds. I mean, it's what we've been rolling out this entire season. And yeah, I'm gonna say yeah, one. Give me, 
Give me a two. Give me a two one, baby. Give me a two one. <laughs> Same shit, different smell, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with the two one, but todo cagado, man. Todo burrado, mijado. Yeah, bro. It's either it's either a one zero for sure. I'm looking at all our games of like this year. It's either one zero for sure or like a two one cagado. Either way, we're winning it cagado. <laughs> oh yeah, vai ser cagado aqui, tirada ferro. <laughs> uh, all, all I want is a win. I don't. I don't care oh, how it at is. At this point, just fillet, like they can own goal that shit at the first minute. Bro. Like, I'm going. I'm going to admit something to you. When when I'm when I'm nervous watching sporting, I have a tendency to go to the bathroom at least 20 times pissing. <laughs> how do you How do you walk away from the game? I mean, yeah, I'm listening. I'm, I'm listening to it, but I'm so nervous. It makes this me is in a water bottle in his living room. <laughs> it makes me piss. <laughs> <laughs> My man's out here like a trucker, just <laughs> <laughs> dedication. Damn it! <laughs> no joke, man. I have a habit of like I'm quiet most yeah, of the game. And then when it when when I finally had enough, then I'm like vocal as fuck the rest of the game. So I hate that transition from quiet to like got edges and shit flying. So like that's my thing. I hate that. I'm unfortunately way too loud when I'm watching a game. I'll fucking yell at everything. It could be a great call, and I'm oh, tu caralho, és um gordo de merda. <laughs> and then hey. you look over to the guy beside you. Yeah, like, that's at... call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's me, bro. Um, I, I'm the same way. Like like oh, my kids, shit. my kids come up to me, daddy, shit. Dog says to go for a walk to use the bathroom. We'll clean up. So for the... and, then, and then the game is over and I'm looking for my dog. Uh... <laughs> Guys, quickly, uh, relegation predictions. I'm going to say uh, it, it's, it goes down as it is right now. Nacional, France, Maritimo, because they're like the cockroaches of the Portuguese Bol league. They won't go down. Bolinz Maritimo this weekend is a banger. True. I mean, yeah. not for the eyes of people watching it, but for the standings. Yeah, that is true. Exactly. Yeah, not for the eyes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, quick quick relegation prediction, Christian. Uh, tough to bet against Nacional. Lost the last two games by five goals. Horrible. They're going to take another five this weekend. From Porto for sure. Um, so, a uh, quick little 15 goals conceded in 15 so game in three games for our guy uh, Mashadu <laughs> back at the helm. <laughs> so yeah, they're fucked. Uh, Finance. I want them to stay up. I I mean, I, it's feasible that they put together a couple games in a row, like seven from three or something. But I don't see it happening. Um, and I'm gonna say this side goes down. I think Manitimu wins this weekend. And then uh, we we beat Bolnis Sad, and I think Bolnis Sad will, will spend next weekend in the relegation zone, so or in the the playoff for the, the playoff. relegation zone. But I like, I think I like no matter who the second division playoff team is, I think I like them over the shit housing Primera Liga club that they'll play against. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I was actually looking at it the other day, and you meant so Historial is almost basically up, and then it's Vizela in second, Academica in third, and there's a good team also in fourth that I'm forgetting. That also uh, Shavs is right there knocking on the door. Shavs, well. yep. exactly. Yeah. So there's I one mean, more. It's be there's one more that's like two points back, and then after that, there's a big drop off. Let me see. It is uh, Fadens Aroca as well. So Fadens has uh, 
So Istoril in first with 63, Vizela in second with 52. Chaves are currently in third, so they'd be the one facing um, a bunch of clubs uh, who are whoever in, it is. Made a league in the past couple of years are all fighting <laughs> to get back. Yep. I mean, Shabs, they're in third right now, I guess, because of head-to-head, because they have 49 with a plus 10 goal difference. Coimbra has a plus 11, or Academica has a plus 11 goal difference with 49 points as well. So I'm guessing there's a head-to-head there. Uh, Fedens with 48, Oroca with 47, and then uh, Ruben Amorim's uh, Casapia with 38. So they're not even in it. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, in that is a Casapia in, in, like, sixth or seventh or whatever after should have been relegated last season only stayed up because of like a, a something in the secretaria where yep. one of the other clubs couldn't come up i mean i thought they were for sure fucked i i like them because it's like five blocks from my from my aunt's apartment in in, in portugal so i've always fucked with uh Upina Manique. so it's kind of cool for them to be in the second division but i mean they literally got relegated last season and then didn't go down so to be in seventh this year good for them Jefferson, shout out our guy. Shout out our guy. Uh, <laughs> Richard saying beta mod. But, yeah, sorry. yeah. No, me personally, I, I I would love to see the fake Bolins go down. Same. And uh, come. The club would fold, I think. If they get relegated, okay, I think the club explodes. I I'm jumping in and saying, yeah, I, I would so. love to see fake Bolins is down. If I could have three teams go down, it'd be the fucking islands. Um, well, Marito Nacional. And besides, would be my bet, but no, I don't want. Old I don't want. Island. I don't Old want the island. I'm okay. I'm okay with Santa Clara being there just because it's been a while for them. Santa to Clara, come back up. Santa Clara, is uh, So both teams from Madeira getting demoted is too much for Madeira. Nah, man, that's just those travel games to the fucking island always annoy me. They're always <laughs> fucking weather yeah, issues. It, listen, eh, fuck it. Fuck quero, quero tudo, like right there in Lisbon. <laughs> no. I want. I want to. I want to see Family count the second division because that team is a shitty team. They took <laughs> away from us four points. Fuck them. Because at home, uh, away, when we won with the late goal with Quats, fuck Family count. Go to the second division. <laughs> I agree too. That's George Men's FC too. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, I don't see that happening now. Not with Ivo uh, Vieira there. Uh, but yeah, fuck. I'm with you, Nando. Fuck Maritimo. Fuck Nacional. I love Madeira. Don't get me wrong. Bring back yeah. Uniel Madeira or something, bro. Fuck yeah, those they, they're, fuck aren't they in the, I think they're, I think they're in the third. <laughs> they're in the third. Yeah, they, they did the double drop. They're done, man. Yeah, no. Belenso is really gone. Puta que esperia todo. And Nacional, after you lose 10 nothing to, to Befica or 10-1 or whatever it was, please never come back, bro. Fuck yeah. this. Um, all right, guys. Another great podcast in the books. Uh, as Steph was mentioning, uh, Monday we will have a very special guest. Um, Bruno, I'm, I can't remember. It. What's his last name? I'm going to mispronounce it. Mescarenas. 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 My Portuguese ancestors are looking down with me in disgust right now. Yeah, yeah. My apologies. Yeah, me, me too. I can't. The tongue, bro. The tongue doesn't roll the way it's supposed That's to. That's because of that Canadian that. accent, bro. It's uh, come to the states, homie. It, it, it only it rolls. Is. It only rolls when it's needed, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know the vibes. Ah, my God. Just kidding. Um, so yeah, Monday, very special guest. So please do join us, five thirty Eastern, uh, ten p.m. Uh, ten thirty GMT, ten thirty GMT. Um, 
Of course, follow us on Twitter, Sporting160 underscore EN, Instagram, Sporting160 uh, EN. That is a tough name for me. Come on, guys. Um, you know, uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. Jose Costa, George, Beatriz, Miguel, uh, Garrick from, uh, from Poland, Richard Nebs, uh, Abdallah from Jordan, our favorite Braga fan, uh, David Pereira, yes, uh, Brandon Almeida, Lauren Jenks, of course, uh, Marco Leão. Uh, Mark Paulo, of course. Shout out to Mark Paulo. Vitor Pinho. Uh, Vitor Pinho. Who else am I missing here? Uh, Lauren. Lauren. I, uh, everybody who left a uh, comment as well on Twitter. Shout out to everybody. Brew Money. Uh, shout out to Daniel Baldwin, one of our more loyal fans. Paul Costa. Uh, Francisco Nobre. Uh, Andre Marx, of course. Shout out to everybody. Be sure to follow us on all the socials and all that good stuff. We'll see you Monday. And uh, hopefully this uh, nine-point cushion stays. Forza Nacional, even though we were just talking shit about you. Oh, uh, <laughs> a really fast shout out to Richard Neves for helping us with the... Uh, of course, yeah. The, the thumbnails, yeah. Shout out to Richard, bro. We do appreciate the pretty thumbnails. If you see the our thumbnails coming up, it's because yeah. of Richard. So give yeah. him a follow on Twitter as well. It's Richard Nebs, guys. Um, until Monday, viva Sporting, boys. Oh.